It's not about your freedom. The mantra from the left from the past year has made that pretty clear, and when the president says it directly, well, that's kind of par for the course. Uh, a parent group from Michigan is contacting lawmakers and getting legislation pushed through Congress, and Texas fills my leftist tears mug over and over and over again till it's overflowing. A lot of hype in the world today, and I'm here to parse through it with you and to bring a little sanity back into the conversation. I'm Anand Don, and this is the Holmes Politicast. That's okay. I got a big screen, so we, we should be good. All right, so we are back. It is the weekend. You've got Holmes Politicast in your ear, and you couldn't be happier, I am sure, because uh, I just bring so much good news, and I just make people so happy. So here we are. We are going to be looking through some articles from the Lanthorn today. Um, going to be talking about the Texas abortion bill, um, the, the Lanthorn wrote about that as well and there's not a ton going on legislatively but there is as i said a a a parent group we're gonna look at that um might be a little bit shorter of a show today i don't know we'll see i keep on saying that and then it ends up being like the regular size show so um we'll see we'll see how long this goes so uh the lanthorn um athena jasmine um thought this was a good uh, comic to go in the, the school newspaper and what it is it, for my audio listeners this this is just what we're starting out with so what it is is it's a bunch of horses standing around um one of one of the horses has a joe horseman podcast shirt on obviously it's a joe rogan podcast um and he was he was talking about ivermectin being a good treatment for you know coronavirus rather than you know running and getting the first shot that comes out that claims to be able to stop the the spread of the corona he said well what if we just treat people for it um using this approved drug uh it it, it is approved for human use um so i mean and obviously a simple google search would would have told them that um oh they did put up my comment look at that look at that they put up my comment a simple google search shows that ivermectin has been and should be used in humans but if shaming joe rogan was the point then a google search might hinder that um so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it took me two seconds to go look up ivermectin to see that it was indeed approved for human use. In fact, I can do it right now. Um, again, uh, as long as Google hasn't taken it down by now. Um, well, would you look at that? Reports from in vitro studies... Let's see. Would you look at this? So reports from in vitro studies suggest that ivermectin acts by inhibiting the host important alpha-beta-1 nuclear transport proteins, which are part of the key intracellular transport process that viruses hijack to enhance infection by suppressing the host's antiviral response. So um, it goes on, ivermectin Docking may interfere with the attachment of the severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus too. So I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. But that sounds a lot like, from the NIH, uh, it, it sounds like ivermectin is kind of a decent treatment. Why is the Lanthorn 
printing something this uh, ridiculously contrary to the truth. Now we know why uh, the media—they're not—they're not there to give you accurate information. They're there to sell their paper, um, and they're there to keep their readers listening. As we have seen, um, the last year of the media just milking this pandemic for all it's worth. So, again, I mean, the, the Lanthorn—I do give them credit because uh, they. I think the editor-in-chief read my article, and he still said he was going to post it. So uh, I'm still waiting for it. Uh, we'll see if the Lanthorn really is interested in uh, printing opposing views to the mainstream one. But it's this, this was just disrespectful. I mean, there's a horse over here that has a shirt on that says, I love eating shit. Um, he's saying, what, we're supposed to just live in fear of being murdered by parasites? <laughs> Nay. Like, it's just... It's and I realize that I am not the most respectful person in the world, but I just felt like that was over the top and uh, a bit silly. Uh, a simple Google search would tear. Oh goodness, would tear this entire uh, comic to shreds. But um, that is obviously not something that uh, this comic writer is interested in. I will be right back because you may have heard that ding. That means my computer is going to die. So. Uh, just one second of dead air uh, here. My sincerest apologies. All right. Now... I will not get cut off midstream, which is good because it annoys me to be cut off midstream, um, and I'm sure that uh, that would throw all kinds of kinks into my plan for today. So we continue. Um, ivermectin is not just for horses, as the lanthorn seems to suggest, or not the lanthorn. I I should say this Athena. Whatever her name was. I don't even remember anymore. I already forgot it. Um, so, there's uh, there's your good news to start off with. Actually, I think I think the, the actual good news is this Texas abortion bill. So, I don't know. I don't know if it'll actually go anywhere. Um, you know, if we'll see anything about it. But, okay, so. And this is the, we're doing a dry run of this. This is the first time I've actually looked at this article. Like, I've seen it, I've looked at it, and I was like, oh, this might be an interesting thing to talk about on the show. So, we're going to go through it together. We're going to find out uh, just how much this campus has been upended by something that happened uh, 5,000 miles away, 6,000 miles away, something like that. Uh, it's a long ways away, but uh, Grand Valley students have to get upset about it. So, here we go. This past Thursday, September 2nd, a pro-life group organized a protest in GVSU's Allendale campus. Designated, oh, Allendale campus's designated free speech space in front of the Cook Carillion Tower. There was an older man standing, holding a huge cross with posters on either side of him. One with images of bloody fetuses that say abortion is murder and another with an assortment of Bible verses on it. There were some students laughing at him, holding their phones high in the air to take selfies with him, and the poster in the background. Other students closer to him were yelling, chanting, go home. 
He came to make a scene, and the students ensured that there was one. See, I, actually, they, they got that right. The students ensured that there was one. Like, he's out there. He's trying to uh, spread his message. Um, you know, if you don't like the message, you can just move on. But that's not how really we work in this culture. Um, not how I work either. Uh, I mean, sometimes. Sometimes I'll just walk away from it. You know, it's not worth the fight. But I think stopping murder is something that is worth a fight. Like, stopping children from being slaughtered in the womb. It, I mean, it's it's worth at, at least going out and telling people that, um, that these are human beings. Like, going against that... Just the the constant mainstream media narrative that oh they're just a bunch of fetuses you know we they're not real human beings uh, they don't really have you know value uh, I've gone far afield from uh, the students ensured that there was one but uh, I guess my point is that uh, colleges used to be a place for open discussion and debate and now they are a place for uh, hatred and yelling and um, and we, I've, I've seen some of this myself, um, not severely, um, not people standing, you know, screaming in my face to go home, but um, obviously these guys, uh, uh, Dylan McIntyre, yeah, it looks like the guy's name is Dylan McIntyre. Obviously he, he experienced some of that from uh, super open-minded and uh, accepting students, um, as they would claim. So, the Supreme Court ruled in Roe v. Wade in 1973 that women have the right to an abortion before the point in pregnancy when the fetus can survive outside of the womb. Uh, whenever that is. Like, um, they can't survive for too long if the mother doesn't feed them. Um, actually, they, they aren't really viable uh, until they know how to cook for themselves, um, take care of themselves, build shelter, you know, all that stuff. So, I mean, this argument is ridiculous, as probably most of my listeners uh, would agree. Um, however, okay, so we're, we're continuing on with the article. However, this Wednesday, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of a Texas bill that prohibits abortions after a heartbeat can be detected in the embryo. This bill specifically allows individual citizens, not state officials, to enforce the law. Private individuals can sue people they suspect of having abortions or facilitating abortions for up to $10,000. The bill will also allow for very few, oh, the bill also allows for very few exemptions even if the person is seeking an abortion, experience sexual assault, they are not allowed to terminate the pregnancy. Okay, so I, I really want to focus in on that last one. Even if the person seeking the abortion experienced sexual assault. Now, I want to tell you, I am all the way, like 100% in favor of taking people that rape other people and killing them, right? We can, we can hang them, we can put them in an electric chair, we can firing squad. I mean, there are all kinds of ways. To get rid of people that break the law, that cause this kind of harm to somebody. But going in and murdering the child that has done nothing is kind of backwards. Like, this, they make it seem as though it's a bad thing that a person seeking sexual assault can't have an abortion. That's actually a good thing. She's had something horrible happen to her. She is traumatized. Now you want to tell her to go murder her child? That's not really going to help her psychologically. And I, I have seen the psychological effects of somebody after they've had an abortion. I knew a girl, she could not even look at baby clothes without crying for like three months after her abortion. Um, 
it is severely mentally taxing. It is severely emotionally challenging. And uh, so bravo to Texas for stopping murder, stopping these women from um, doing something that they don't understand. They do not understand what is going to happen to them after they kill their baby. But it will happen to them regardless. Even if the entire culture tells them that they should shout their abortion, they are still going to feel that shame, the regret, and the repercussions of committing murder. We continue. With this law, the state of Texas is violating the personal autonomy of anyone who wishes they could terminate a pregnancy. So here it is. Here the editorializing starts. Um, the state of Texas is violating the personal autonomy of anyone who wishes they could kill their baby. That's not actually a personal autonomy that you have. Um, when you put it in real world terms, when you put it in terms of what is actually happening, that's not that's not what's happening. Unempowering, oh, and empowering private citizens to violate that personal autonomy as well. While technically the Supreme Court has not established that it is a fundamental right, according to Cornell Law School's Open Access Legal Information Institute, it is. it was stated in Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which was a horrible decision, that a state cannot fully and absolutely invade an individual's right to personal autonomy even to save a life. Wait a second. Wait a second. So they're admitting that it would save a life. They're, they're actually capitulating my argument. <laughs> they admit that... Um, so wait, 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 I have a question. Um, if it is absolute or, uh, if, if a state cannot fully and absolutely invade an individual's right to personal autonomy, even to save a life, uh, what are we doing with all these COVID mandates? That seems kind of backwards, but of course these justifications only work when the newspaper wants it to. And in this case, the newspaper wants this justification to work. So it does. We continue. I'm never going to make it through if I keep on pontificating on every single uh, <laughs> on every single uh, thing here. So I'm going to read till the end, and then if there's anything else that's big, we're going to stop and or we're going to go back rather and cover it. However, the decision reached by the Supreme Court in Washington versus Glucksburg seems to contradict that, where it was established that due process does not wholly protect an individual's bodily autonomy. The Legal Information Institute's database entry on personal autonomy observes that the Supreme Court seems unresolved on the matter, and that reflects what is so emotionally draining about the abortion debate. Democracy is an ongoing conversation, as opposed to a series of uncontestable decrees, but it feels as if the debate over abortion should have been settled in 1973 with Roe v. Wade. The validity of the decision is constantly being called into question, and if the Supreme Court's ruling on the new Texas law is any indication, it might be wholly reserved. Yeah, we're going to go back to that one. The process can be exhausting for anyone who feels like the United States is making progress to constantly return to the same issue. The people whose freedoms are stripped away by these bills and decisions are forced to argue for their own safety and liberty over and over again. With the right to bodily autonomy being thoroughly undermined by the Supreme Court and Texas, it's possible that other historic decisions are on the chopping block too. So, uh, dread, uh, the Dred Scott case uh, that says, what is that? That black people aren't actually people. Uh, they, they determine that black people do not have personhood. Um, that, was, that was Supreme Court rule. I mean, that, that was that was the first that was the law of the land. Why did we change it? We changed it because it was a bad ruling. Um, we we contest bad rulings, and when a when the Supreme Court rules that uh, a mother can murder their child, 
obviously we see that as a bad ruling. We're going to keep on going back to it. Um, I mean, one could say, why do we keep on going back to the racism thing? You know, um, one could say that that's tiring as well. Obviously, you're not going to see that in this paper. You would see um, the opposite. You would see them advocating for the conversation to continue on race, even though we have a bunch of laws making um, blacks and whites equal in front of the law. They are they are equal status. They they do not um, have any. There's no preferential treatment one over the other. That's in law. That's that's it's been taken care of as much as we can. But that debate seems to keep going. The abortion debate, though, it's just it's too exhausting, even to save a life. All right, um, we are going to move on from that one. Oh, this one I actually uh, I didn't mention it in the opener but it is uh quite a good article i saw it um i haven't read through it totally i don't think but we're going with it crowd of unmasked students press into washtenaw county school violating covid19 mandate now first off i want to say uh this would be awesome to do in grand valley if anybody um or if if the students would just get their masks off and just start walking through the halls uh, of the school with their masks off or just in, in a mask group refusing to put their masks on um, that would be awesome I would love to see that uh, I probably won't organize that uh, just because I don't I, I don't know if people would show up but hey if if it happens I am all for it let's do it um, so just throwing that out there that's a an option um, for Grand Valley as well. So a crowd of unmasked students press into Manchester High School on Tuesday morning, violating Washtenaw County Health Department mandate requiring all K-12 through students to wear a mask indoors to slow the spread of the coronavirus. Or, or to show subservience. Either one. The incident was caught on video and shared Wednesday on social media. When questioned about how the mask mandate would be enforced, a sheriff's deputy who was overseeing the situation said, I'm not going to force anybody. I'm not putting masks on anybody. That's not my job. This is a county health department order. So, awesome sheriff. Let's 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 see the hey, don't have a mask. If you don't if you don't want to go in, you don't have to. Do what if they do? I'm not I'm not going to force anybody. I'm not putting masks on anybody. That's not my job. The order so they can go in without the mask. This is a county Health department order okay. yeah. and like this guy. a policy of the school. Right. That if the, anybody that's going to go in, they got to have a mask on. There is no policy. I'm not arguing. Okay, so you, they can go in, guys. They can go in. They can go in. Go on in, guys. Yes. He, well, they can't enforce it. This is just beautiful. Look at all those students. Yeah. yeah. Saying, you guys, they can't touch you. Just go ahead and go in. Comply with these ridiculous orders They cannot touch you. Try to be respectful to our leaders. Don't think they need to be respectful about the orders. The orders are absolutely nonsense. Masks have never stopped any virus from spreading population. So I just I wanted to watch that. It's beautiful seeing students standing up saying that they're not going to comply with these ridiculous orders. And parents, they're, you know, encouraging them, um, showing them that 
in in America, we shape our laws. We shape our communities. Not the president of the United States. Not the health departments. Um, oh, whoops. We do that. So it's great to see students standing up. Um, similar scenes played out Tuesday at several schools in the Manchester Community Schools, a district about 20 miles southwest of Ann Arbor. And Susan Ringer Cerniglia, yeah, Cerniglia, the health department's public information officer. Oh, said Susan. Okay. The unmasked students, she said, were isolated and not allowed to mingle with other students inside. It was a fairly small group of people. What they did was go ahead and allow those unmasked individuals into the building, but then they were in a separate area. I believe the library or some other separate place. So these students basically spent the day in that area and didn't attend classes or mix with other students. Um, okay, whatever. The Free Press left messages Wednesday for Manchester Community Schools. Superintendent Bradley Bizeau, but got no immediate response. Although the county health department has the authority under the public health code to issue fines and penalties, including charging violators with a misdemeanor, Ringler Cerniglia, I'm going to have a problem with that name for the rest of this article, sorry. Ringler Cerniglia said the hope is that the student leaders can work with the parents and students to ensure compliance with a mask mandate, which took effect Tuesday. Jeez, these health department officials, my goodness. It has been... It has to be followed, she said. They are looking to handle that with their school pol. Oh, and they are looking to handle that with their school policies and procedures, and wanted to give themselves a few days to work through that. As the health department, we would have the option to implement additional civil, monetary penalties or misdemeanors should that be necessary. We're not at that point yet, so they're going to fine and jail students for not having a mask. That's what she's saying. It's. Well, probably not jail. Uh, misdemeanors generally don't land you in jail, but... Wow. This is... Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting what this... Uh, what this... Who is the columnist? Um, Kristen Jordan Seamus and Christina Hall. It's interesting what they want to emphasize and what they want the message to be. Because... She knows that, the, or the, both of these writers probably know that the health department is not the legislature. They want it to be, very much. And they'll report as though it is, but it's not. Uh, so, yeah, just another plug. You can drop your, uh, drop your media, drop your uh, news sources. Go to sources that don't lie to you and don't hate you. Um, law enforcement was there, she said, to ensure the situation didn't get out of hand. They were there to make sure that things were basically orderly and maintained that order. But it was not their job at that point yet to enforce the mask mandate. So she's saying not their job at that point yet. So soon, soon, uh, it will be the police's job to enforce that mask mandate, according to uh, Sir Neglia. The first process is really letting the school handle that with their existing policies and procedures and staying in contact with them. If we're then to the point of needing additional enforcement from the health department, we'll move forward with that and likely work with law enforcement to do that. Washtenaw County Sheriff's Office spokesman Derek Jackson agreed. Law enforcement is there to keep the peace, help keep people calm, to de-escalate situations, and to explain and to advise. Jackson said, we are not there to cite people for a public health violation. 
What has been working for us most of the time is explaining to the community members and making sure they understand what the public health order is and what can happen. Masks are among the mitigation measures the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the State Health Department recommend to reduce the spread of virus in the K-12 schools where the number of outbreaks have nearly tripled in one week's time. Um, I'm not going to read this whole thing because now we're just getting into uh, uh, there's a bunch of outbreaks and you know kids need to be in masks and we're just getting into the panic porn. So um, that, that looks like about all the relevant information. Um, in there now, I I beat this drum quite often uh, that the legislature is what makes laws, and the executive branch executes those laws. It's it's a pretty simple concept. It's actually in the names. Um, they they named these things after what they do. Uh, so a a health. Uh, a health mandate again coming from the executive branch is not a legislate it's not legislation it has not gone through congress it hasn't gone through the senate they just kind of did it and then expected everyone to follow um now again we've we've talked about the legislation that is going through to stop all of this from happening um we've talked about so senate bills 600 through 603 I believe are the ones that deal with um, this the uh, primary schools K through 12 um, and those are those are going through Congress those are actually laws against schools being able to do these things um, enforce uh, I think it's just vaccines I don't know if they have one actually for the masks I'm not sure I'm gonna have to look through uh, Senate to Senate bills 600 through 603 again see if it says anything about masks I don't think so. I think um, we're having that fight after we stop vaccine mandates, um, which has taken a little while. Uh, but I mean, that is that is the nature of uh, of a constitutional republic. It takes a little while to change things. Um, so let's see, because. I feel like there's something that I mentioned. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden. Duh. So uh, our president said it is not about your freedom. We'll see see if I can find this clip. Um, yeah, we'll go to Breitbart. They do have the clip. Ah, oh, perfect. And count on Breitbart for some things. With nearly 80 million eligible Americans who have not gotten vaccinated, many said they were waiting for approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. No. That's well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. So, the time for waiting is over. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. It's not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself. This is the same kind of language we get from Grand Valley. 
the same kind of language we get from local health officials because it is a top-down uh, uh, we're basically we're not running as a constitutional republic we're working as a top-down hierarchical uh, well, basically monarchy at this point um, it's it's but it's weird though because it's not the government officials doing it it's all of our um, institutions it's our schools it's our colleges it's our workplaces and I know that they're they're trying to just go along to get along. They're trying to do the best they can to just make their money, go home to their wives and kids. But it's possible that there's more to life than just making your money and going home. It is very possible that we are here to shape the world, to mold it, to um, live together in society, which is what politics is. It's it's the idea of living together. How do we do that? How do we how do we govern? How do we uh, how do we interact without killing each other? You know, what are what are good laws and common laws that are going to lead to human flourishing? Those are all things that we need to have in public debate. But there there is now uh, very little public left, and there's very little debate left. Um, everything's online, uh, as as I think these people want it to be. Um, I I can't imagine President Mantella having a town hall, you know, with a bunch of students there that disagree with the mandate. Because why would she do that? Why would she open herself up to criticism when she could have it online? And that's that's how everybody that is implementing these things hides from all the people that they're oppressing. And it is oppression. It is tyranny. It's a light form of tyranny, yes. But the gentle hand of tyranny becomes the firm hand of tyranny very quickly. Um, so it is a little concerning to see all that. Um, it, and for, for the President of the United States... To say it's not about freedom or personal choice. Wow, how far we have fallen. My goodness. Um, the world looks to us as models for freedom, for uh, for well, personal choice. They they wave our flags when they're they're rebelling against their oppressive governments. They chant USA when they want freedom. They chant freedom. They, I mean, they. It, it seems that. People without freedom really want freedom, and they don't do very well uh, underneath the the jackboot of their oppressor. Now you've got the president of the country that the entire world is looking to saying, it's not about freedom, it's not about personal choice, it's about protecting yourself. Well, President Joe Biden, I know how to protect myself. Um, with all due respect, Mr. President... I don't actually want your protection. Um, I don't, like, I, just run the military like you're supposed to. It, like, you have, we, we've given you a document that outlines, you know, what you're supposed to do, and there's nothing in there about protecting me from a virus, right? There's nothing in there. There's no language in there that says almost anything about health. Um, so... That's what we're getting from the current administration. As much as everybody wanted to say that Donald Trump was a tyrant and uh, literally Hitler, it seems that tyranny is not coming from that side. All right, one more uh, little thing. So this will be a little bit shorter of a show, just slightly. Um, one more. Oh, wait. Oh, goodness. So this was this was an interesting email that I got I'm just gonna show this to you real quick and then I'll have one more thing and then we'll go okay so promise uh, two-thirds of students are partially or fully vaccinated those numbers continue to climb 
Thank you for following your health and safety plan as of September 30th. Vaccination requirement deadline draws near. We are looking to close the gap. There are approximately 4,000 members of the GVSU community who have not yet logged into their online self-assessment to indicate their vaccination status. Now, 4,000, that's like, I I did the math, it's 16% of the student body is not, either has not complied, possibly does not plan to comply with the college's orders. Um, Again, I don't know where are all these students. Uh, We're still trying to get them involved in what's going on uh, in this movement. I I don't know if if they're really serious about opposing the mandate or if they're just, you know, kind of college students and procrastinating. I don't know. That's, I, I'm just telling you what, what the college told me. Um, and that's, that's as far as I've gotten. All right. So Susan Demas, she is just, she is fodder. Oh my goodness. She gives me so much good material. So she says, let me get back there to my I wish this stuff happened faster so I didn't have so much dead air um, so Susan J. Demas um, is a reporter for Michigan Advance um, and this she says vaccines are the key to living in a civilized society so in other words take my drug or get out Okay, that's what we want to hear from our, you know, the people that control what we hear. I mean, this lady is editor-in-chief of the paper, Michigan Advance. I'm seeing problems, uh, as I have for a very long time and have been pointing them out. I see problems with our reporters um, telling us that we have to be drugged to live in society. Um and then she goes on. Like, these two were, like, right in a row. I get a lot of... I see a lot of her tweets. They're one from three hours, one's from 15 hours, but they were right next to each other in my feed. So apparently Twitter really wants me hearing this. Um, and then she says, apparently a lot of people weren't paying attention to the anti-vax movement for the last several years. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, they weren't just nice moms. They had a radical agenda, and COVID provided the chance to go mainstream with GOP support. Uh, you know, I've met very few people that are anti-vax that are just totally against all vaccinations. Very, very few. Um, I've met a lot of people that are very, very against, uh, colleges, um, mandating, um, very against employers mandating. It's, it's not a vaccine. It's not the vaccine. That's the problem. But Susan Demas doesn't want to say that she, she wants to continue to pretend that literally everybody is on board except these few people and the GOP. Um, and that it's just crazy right-wing anti-vax people that are in this movement. Now, I've I've been vaccinated for a lot of things. I'm obviously not anti-vax. Um, I'm cautious about vaccinations. Um, I think you know God gives us an immunity for a reason, an immune system for a reason. Uh, we, we all learned about that in, you know, middle school, high school, whenever you took biology, you learn that your body is built to fight off infections and viruses and stuff like this. So, um, again, it's, it's just your paper in this case, Michigan advanced in another case, the Lanthorn in another case, M live in another case, the free press, it's just your paper controlling what you see in here. So with that, uh, that is our show for today. 
remember to like and subscribe, you know, share it with your friends. Um, if you don't like being told what you should be thinking, come to this show. We'll get you the information you need. Um, and we'll do it without telling you that we hate you. All right. You guys have a great week. Um, continue calling senators, representatives, if you have, um, Oh, shoot, I forgot to tell everybody about Okay, so there's this Facebook group, um, Operation Defund the Universities. They are avidly, avidly calling um, Congress people. Uh, I, I know because I've called a few of them, and they've been saying, yeah, we've been getting overwhelmed with calls uh, lately. So they are doing yeoman's work out there um, trying to get this, this defunding language put back into legislation. I really appreciate everything they're doing. Big shout-out to... Uh, Julie, oh goodness, what is her last name? I am so sorry. Julie Walter, my goodness, I couldn't think of it. Big shout out to Julie Walter for doing everything she's doing. She's set up uh, the parent um, group. She's got kids at Grand Valley, so she set up the Grand Valley Parent Group, the Operation Defund the Universities group. Uh, she's doing a lot of good stuff. Huge shout out to her. With that, um, if you want to know how to get involved, email me. I will respond. I will send you to where you can get involved, send you to the the chat that we're, we've got going on um, about what Congress people were focusing on, what senators were focusing on. We are putting pressure on them to legislate us out of this mess. Hopefully we can do it. Um, my hopes aren't super high, but I think it's, it's the best shot we've got and we need to take it. So um, guys, I highly encourage you to get involved. Um, be, uh, I'm going to be super cheesy. Be the change that you want to see in the world. And with that, we are done. I'm Anon Don. This is the Holmes Politicast. Probably shouldn't say I'm not super confident in the thing I'm telling you to do.